0: morning. Really glad you're here with us to worship. Those guys are talking about their top five, kind of taking a haphazard approach to putting that together. But I'm pretty sure they've never thought about the kind of impact that their top five makes on their life. And you may, may or may not have realized the impact that the people have on your life and your decision-making process, the ones who are close to you. They make a, they make a tremendous impact on the way you go about life and the decisions that you make. So we're looking in this message series about the essentials for getting God's guidance. And as you dig into the scripture, you find out that wise counsel is crucial for making good decisions. And you also find out that you tend to listen to the people that you have heart ties with, that you're close to, that they, they draw your heart in a certain direction. So the reality is that the people that you walk with impact your decisions for good or bad. The people that you walk with. Look at Proverbs 13, 20. It says, he who walks with the wise grows wise. Wisdom, it turns out, is a very, very important thing. It's a very valuable thing to have because wisdom is what you need to make Good decisions. It is the ability to make choices and decisions and to handle life and all that's involved in life in a way that pleases God. It brings his blessing on you and it blesses those around you that you're responsible for. So wisdom is very, very important thing. As you dig into scripture, there are a couple passages in Proverbs that talk about how important it is. Proverbs says wisdom is supreme, though it costs all you have. Get it. There's another part of Proverbs that talks about searching for it like you're looking for hidden treasure. Just go after it. You've got to seek it. And the reason it's so important is because it is this way of looking at life from God's perspective that allows you to handle it well. And you end up making progress toward the right kinds of goals in the right way. And you experience his blessing in life the way he intended it to be. So it's a very, very important thing. This passage says that he who walks with the wise grows wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. In other words, your heart moves in the direction that the people you're hanging out with is moving. The people that you're close to, it tends to go that direction like you're tied to them. You're floating down a river. You're tied to them either in in a tube or a raft. And you have to be careful because you want to make sure that the river is going the right direction. You want to make sure that you're not heading for the falls and you're going to end up not surviving the crash. So it's very, very important to know that you have friends who are going to be giving you feedback from this perspective of wisdom that that God wants us to experience. Our attitudes and our values and our perspectives, they're all contagious. We tend to catch them from the people that we're around. And these are the very things that affect your choices and your behavior. I've got an example from my own life of how some wise friends really helped me in a, in a decision that I had to make. About four four years ago, my son ended up having a back injury. And he was really into baseball, very focused on that, wanted to play college baseball, and, and so his junior year, at the very beginning of the year, he began to experience some back trouble, and thought it was a hamstring at first, went through a, a, several months trying to figure out what the problem was, but it turns out that at L4, L5 on his back and his spine, there was a real problem, and they're, they're, they were pinching the nerves, going down both legs, so he walked like a 65-year-old most of his junior year. And we had a decision to make as to how we were going to, how the doctors, turns out nothing is all that simple, especially medical issues. Turns out we had a couple options about how to handle the surgery. And so in the midst of all this, all the emotion, this is one of the most emotion charged things I've been through recently, because the decision had to do with whether or not his back was going to last the rest of his life. I mean, that's an important thing. You'd really like to make a good decision so that he can do well the rest of his life with his back. It's an important deal. And so as we're going through this, we're we're just feeling the weight of this decision, what's going on with Thad, our son, the struggle that he's having, just watching him walk and be in pain every day. We're, we're working through this in our own minds, our own lives. And a couple friends of mine gave me some great words to help me get perspective, that allowed me to focus on what we really needed to focus on. One of my friends said, "You know, Randy, God must think a lot of fad if He's letting him go through this." And at the time when he first said that, I thought, "What in the world is he talking about?" You know. And so I respected that man. He's a wise man. So I walked away. I started thinking about it, and I thought, you know. He's exactly right, because God's not going to give him more than he he can handle. God's developing him. The big picture is God's going to use even this to direct his life, to build into him the character qualities that he wants to. And so I need to focus on not only the problem, but what God's doing. It was a great reminder to stay focused on that. Another friend of mine said, you know, don't allow yourself to keep running the scenarios. And that's what was happening. I was right, right when I needed to hear that, I I heard that. And, you know, you just, you find out a little information and boy, you start going to what it could be. The problems that could happen, you know, everything that could go wrong. And just don't run the scenarios, just take one thing at a time. So that allowed me, you know, God really used that to encourage me to just stay focused on right now what's going on. And ask him for the wisdom to make the decision. So my friends, as I made this decision, and as I had different options and things to do, they were extremely valuable in shaping my perspective, helping me to stay focused on what's going on, and um, allowed me to really focus on, on what was important. On the other hand, the wrong friends can feed the wrong things in us, and they can encourage the focus on the wrong things. It's interesting, in this verse, a companion of fools, the word fool is a Hebrew word. It's originally written in Hebrew. And the Hebrew word it has to do with being a lazy person. So this, you know, the companion of a fool who tends to approach life haphazard, lazy, lackadaisical, there's real danger there. Because what, what are they going to tell you as you're making a decision? Oh, you know, just, just go with the flow. You're overanalyzing. Don't sweat it. Just, just go with the flow. Another verse says, don't, you know, that a sluggard is going to tell you, you know, don't, don't get off the couch and go out there. A lion might attack you in the streets. So these people, you know, fools of this type, If we're hanging around them, they're, they're gonna feed the wrong things. They're gonna blow up the wrong ideas and the perceptions as we make decisions. So it's very important to connect with wise people. If you hang around a flatterer, someone who's, they're, they're not as concerned about reality as he is about making you feel good about yourself. And I, I, I like the feeling. I love being around people who want to make me feel good about myself. But if you're dealing with a hard decision, and you're going through something and you say something or you're setting out to go accomplish this goal that you're not really fit to do what you're planning to do. You need someone to stop you. A flatterer is going to say, oh, I'm sure you can do it because they're looking at the wrong things. It's the same with if you're dealing with resentment and bitterness in a relationship. Maybe. You're around someone, and they want to support you in your anger. And you're really struggling with with your hurt. You've been disappointed, and you're struggling with working through resentment. The best thing for you is to get on the other side of the resentment, not defeat it, let it blossom into full-grown bitterness. So if you're hanging around a friend who's just kind of, oh, yeah, you know, there, that was horrible what they did. What were they thinking? Your boss, oh, my goodness. I would never say that. They're feeding the wrong thing. So who you hang around with determines the direction of your life. The, de- the decisions that you make and the choices that you make, very, very important. The wise don't just go with the flow. They are responding out of a fund of perspective and reality when you talk to them. Sometimes I'll share my ideas with my friends that are I would consider further along than me, more mature or wise, um, or I mean God knows that I don't figure that out. But sometimes I'm I'm sharing things, thoughts, and I just want to be understood. And and my comment will land like a lead balloon. And in my heart, I want to think, well, you know, give me some support here, you know, give me some love. But but. God uses that as a mirror as I see their response and I know them and I trust them and I know really they love me. I I realize that what's happening is they are responding out of a fund of wisdom and they're dealing with reality. And maybe what I said doesn't really line up with reality. If you walk with the wise, you grow wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, God has provided a way for us to get the reinforcement that we need. God designed the church to provide wise people to walk with. And in a church that uh, takes him seriously and digs into his word, there will be people that, that God is blessing as they follow him and as they begin to uh, walk with him in line with the scriptures. Look at Colossians 3.16. This is what God wants to be going on. I mean, this is kind of a formal event uh, in church life. This is, you know, we get here, I talk to you. There's not a lot of feedback, not a lot of dialogue. The church is both an organization and an organism. And in, inside the organism, the scripture talks about the church being the body of Christ. And it's a living thing. So when you commit your life to Christ... What you do is you, you turn around from going your own way and you decide to go God's way and God puts you in his body. And then we need to choose to be connected to a, a local body. And what you want to find is a local body that's alive and growing and thriving and focused on the right things. In this passage is a description of really what we like to see happening all throughout church life. It's the organic side. It's the organism part of church. It happens most uh directly in our community groups. But here here it is, Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and sing, as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs of gratitude in your hearts to God. This is a picture of what God wants to be happening in church life. Getting into scripture, we're letting it seek into our hearts and lives, and we're trying to live it out. And as we're living it out, God's building things into us, teaching us things about his wisdom, his perspective, this fund of reality, the way he's made life to work. And we're to share that with each other. This this is what God really wants to see happening in church life. The longer I live, the more I realize that my opinion isn't the most helpful thing for people to hear. As people come to me for advice, they're making decisions. The most helpful thing is to know what God says about it and how it all fits together and works and then share that. And we're all learning that. God wants this to be happening in, in church life. We need a group of people who will help keep us moving in the right direction. So he's provided that. This is God's ideal. This is what he wants to be happening in, in church life. So in church, we, we have the people that we can walk with uh, that are wise. And we should we should help each other avoid the deceitfulness of sin. So there's a couple of things that should be happening as we relate. Hebrews 3.13 says, but encourage one another daily or day after day, as long as it is still called a day, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. I, I don't know about you, but decisions can tie me in a knot sometimes. And I've got I've got this decision and maybe I know what I need to do and I know what should be done. And I know what I want to do. And I'm, I'm just pulled apart in different directions by, by my heart, by the things that are important to me and by what I know what God wants to do. And if we're, if we just go with our heart, if we're not connected to people who will help us to be encouraged away from the wrong things, then we tend to make poor decisions. Church life can help us keep in check. It can keep us in check so that the wrong things don't grow in us and choke out the right things and the right thinking. So it's important. That's one thing that should be happening. Another thing should be that we're spurring one another on toward the right goals. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not Give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, it's important to be spurred toward the right things. And God's guidance is going to come as we're moving in his direction. Have you ever made a wrong turn? You're following in directions, trying to get somewhere, maybe to somebody's house. And instead of going north, you go south and you drive for miles looking for the street sign. To turn on. You ever done that? You're never going to find it. If you've turned the wrong direction, you're never going to find it. That's how it is with God's guidance. It's very, very important to be moving his direction. And there are some things that happen in church life that they don't happen anywhere else. There are some things about the way that you handle relationships, the way that you handle your money, the way that you go about decisions that are going to be reinforced that you will not Find anywhere else so it's important to plug into a group of people who are moving in the right direction they're not going to be perfect I mean we're we're not perfect as a group of people they're they're going to struggle I struggle we all struggle but we're moving in the right direction and we can see the signs. we can get direction from God because we're heading the right way and also I'd, a, a, a word of warning out of this passage is Watch about pulling away from the group as you're trying to make decisions. Because one of the temptations is, you know what should be done in a a situation. You kind of know what the scripture says. You know what God would want. And there's what you want, pulling in the other direction. It's very easy to slice yourself off from the group and only share what's going on with a select few. The few that you know are going to be supportive of your your ideas and your desires. And so you pull away from the group of wise people who will be that mirror and reflect reality to you that you need to see in order to make a a wise decision. So I would encourage you, stay plugged in. Open up your heart. And if you're committed to getting guidance from God, what that means is you're going to have to open up and allow people to see What's going on in you and what's happening in the decisions that you're making, what, what's all involved. Uh, allow them to, to, to come in. And so if you're just starting out your walk with God, I, w- I would encourage you to take a risk. I mean, we've got some groups that are going on, the Quest group, the Fresh Start group. That, those are ways to begin to develop relationships with people who can help you move in the right direction people who are leading those groups. Maybe you're ready to commit to a community group. The leaders of that group and the people in that group are going to be heading toward following God, doing what he wants with their lives. It's, it's a risk. It's scary. It's intimidating. But ask God if that's not what you should be doing. It's important not to pull away because it's, it's a natural reflex to pull away and make the decision on our own, especially with, with the way our culture is You know, you should be able to handle it. You don't need a bunch of people helping you with this decision. You should be able to handle it on your own. I mean, you need a crutch. What's up with you? I mean, that's, that, these are thoughts that we tend to think. But in reality, our batting average on decisions go way up when we include people in them. So it's very, very important. That's what scripture's saying. That's what God's trying to tell us. Wise counsel is essential to making wise decisions. Proverbs 15:22 says, "Plans fail for the lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed." It's interesting. We make plans, we hope for a certain outcome, we make a decision, and we hope it turns out right. When it doesn't, we get frustrated. And the source of this frustration, this passage says, one key source could be you didn't get counsel. The word there in Hebrew that this passage was written in, it means a session. This this counsel, you didn't have a session. And it, it implies that it, that is a company of persons that you talk to about this decision. Fascinating. So plans fail because you did not talk to enough people about the decision that you're trying to make. It's an important aspect of decision-making. Our nature, the one we're born with, our old nature, before we've committed our lives to Christ, if you have, and our culture work against having many counselors for personal lives. We should be able to handle it our own. But there is a high value in many advisors. Because one thing I've found as I am making a decision, trying to decide, as I talk to different people... They they give me different facets of the decision. They give me different angles, ways of looking at the decision that I'm trying to make. Just like a diamond has different facets. You know, it's not very valuable until it's cut, but boy, it shines. And you can see, as you get counsel from people, you can begin to see the different facets of the decision. You see it from different angles, different eyes, different heads, different different hearts. They head in the same direction, but you can see the different ways of looking at it. Thomas Whistler did a study. He was a guy who did a study on the effects of boards on the decision-making uh, process and effectiveness of decision-making for leaders of different business organizations. And he found that the leaders that listened to their board were much more effective in the way they made decisions for their organization. The ones who didn't, they, they, they paid a price. Your batting average goes way up when you begin to listen to wise people. You get counsel from the people who can who can help you with these kinds of decisions. I have a suggestion for you. Develop a personal board of people. I mean board, it won't be that informal. But in, in your mind, think through people that you need to go to, that God's made them available to you, that you can go to for advice. The advice they give will shape your perspective And as you talk through these things and begin to see the different facets of the decision, what really matters will rise to the surface. And as God guides you, much of the guidance is going to come through the people he's provided, the wise people that he's put put around you. Now, how do you qualify a board like that? How how are you going to decide who to put on your board? Well, here's some, some thoughts. Seek counsel from people who Demonstrate wisdom, First of all, Hebrews thirteen seven says um, that we should obey our leaders and uh, we should look at the outcome of their life. This isn't a direct quote, but it says that we should look at the outcome of the way of life of our leaders and imitate their faith. So look at the outcomes. If you have a question about parenting, look, at, look for somebody who, who's effective in parenting, who's been raising great kids kids who are focused on what God wants them to do, solid, strong people. Get close to those who are growing in wisdom. They're growing wise. They're growing in wisdom who can advise you. But look to people who have demonstrated wisdom in their life. Look for people who know you. It's, it's pretty common these days for us to go get counsel from strangers. You know, we're having a psychological problem. We go to... A, Person who's, that we pay to give us psychological advice. We have a problem with our finances, we go to a financial counselor. It's a legal problem, we go to a legal counselor. And, and there's a place for that. But, at the same time, you need to talk to people who know you well. Like I, I talk to my parents. They have a very different perspective on life. But they know me. I'm responsible for my decision. I'm still not under their authority, but I like to I like to hash it out with them. I like to talk it out. That's what that word many advisors means in that passage that we looked at a while back. It means uh, to deliberate or resolve. It's got this idea of hashing it out. You need people to hash it out with. So I I like to run things by my, my parents when I'm making a decision. Hey, do, how do you think this fits me? Do you think this is a good idea for me? Now my mom, she thinks I can do no wrong. Okay, so I take that into account. (laughs) But I ask some specific questions that are going to help me figure out what, they know me. They've been there since I was born. People who know you are good. Your small group, your close friends, people that, that are there with you, they can give you a perspective that a professional can't. There may be a time for professional help, but you need, you need help from people who know you. So, Seek counsel from people who know you. Maybe seek counsel from people who know the field is the last thing I'd suggest. Um, if it's a business problem, look for people who, who are wise in the way they do business, the way they handle things. Their finances, same thing. Uh, parenting, as I said before, legal issues. Whatever it is, check it out. Find people who are handling life wisely in these different areas. If you don't know, ask. Ask some people. Maybe they can help you. Find them. God, God wants to help you and I to make solid decisions that bring his blessing into our lives and the lives of those around us. So I want to encourage you to take, take a minute or a couple couple of minutes as I talk through this to think about what God has said to you this morning. If he's if he said something to you, if he's spoken to your heart and turn that into an action plan. For this week. This week, with God's help, I will. Here are some options. I don't want to limit God, so maybe God said something else to you uh, that you want to write down, that you want to make a note of, maybe write it down on a piece of paper or make a mental note. But here are some options. This week, with God's help, I will pray that God will lead me to some wise people to walk with. Consider plugging into a group, consider trying to get involved in. In church life a little more and begin to ask God to help you meet people that can encourage you in the right direction. He, He is all for that. Uh, this week, with God's help, I will open up to others who can help me sort out my decisions. Maybe there, you know, you've sort of sliced off this decision and you're keeping it to yourself or maybe a select few who agree with you and you need to open it up and ask some other people what, what it, what they think about it. Open up. That's what you're going to do this week. Seek, another thing you could do is seek wise counsel on a specific decision. Maybe you don't have a board, but you want to, you want to get some feedback. You need some advice. You need to hash it out with somebody. You're, you're going to do that. And then finally, maybe you can begin to develop a board of people who can help you work through these decisions. It's very, maybe you just need to ask God. To help you figure out who that would be. Or begin to think through, what do I think about? Ask some people, what do I think about? In order to develop a, a board of people that I can talk to and ask for advice from. God wants to give us the guidance we need. He's shown us how to get it in the word. And as we learn to cooperate with him, we, we experience real life. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for... The truth that we see in your word, the guidance it gives, and the real blessing that comes to life as we follow you, Lord. My my prayer is, as you've spoken to us, that you would give us the strength we need.